Huh? I was still in a swimsuit to cover up. Okay. Hey, go to Tiki Go. You fit right in. <laughs> it's perfect attire. DT, we're back. Yes, for we another are. episode of Date Night Conversations with my special guest <laughs> and co-host, <laughs> April. Thanks, Brent. Very special. <laughs> Hi, April. Welcome back to Thanks our podcast. Thanks for having me on your show. You're I'm welcome. definitely happy you guys are back, man. It's been a while. It's been a while since we got to hang out with you, yep. DT. We're back. Powerhouse Podcasting Studios right here in the heart. Yeah. Bakersfield, California. Absolutely. Heart of California. Heart of Kern County. <laughs> hey, heart, heart of California. A lot of people say it's the armpit of California. A lot of people do say that, man. But those are the people that have never been here. Yeah. 100%. Man. This, is the, this is the heartbeat Kern County. Mm-hmm. Heartbeat California. Maybe even the heartbeat of America. <laughs> In some people's, in some people's yeah. minds, for sure, man. Yeah, I always tell people that say the armpit of California, I'm like, you guys ever been to Barstow? Boron, <laughs> <laughs> Mojave. I mean, yeah. it could be much worse. You know what? That's all bad, man. In the first episode, we were kind of running down the city of Oakland, and now uh, we're running down the city of Barstow. Uh, man. There's we're, not that many people that live in Barstow, though, so we're all right. Yeah, there's probably not that many people in Oakland that will <laughs> listen to us either. Not that many are going to listen to us. So never mind about True. editing that first part out. I said we're going to edit that part out. Don't worry about it, man. It's okay. They're not going to listen to us. Anyways. <laughs> they're like, they're hey, dumb. They, they might live there and feel the same. You don't know. That's true. There's people that live here in Bakersfield and don't um, like either. I always swore that I would never come back. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, I can't wait to leave. When I leave, I'm never coming back. I, I was think, back. I think a lot of people have said that. Well, so far, both of our kids have come back. I mean, Andrew's trying to leave again, but they keep coming back and they're like, we hate living here. And I'm like, you're going to come back because there's nowhere you have the connections. There's nowhere that there's like relationship city like this is like it's just huge here and you just can't get away from that. It's, it's a big enough city, but it's that small town feel. That's a good way to say explain it to other people mm-hmm. is it's a relationship town because yeah. it is it's big enough to be a big city but it's small enough to where you still can have those type of relationships and help right. you know help you along your way yeah i've heard that it's the ninth largest city in california now but there's still like two degrees of separation and oh, depending yeah. on how you've lived your life that might be good or that might be bad, <laughs> bad. You know, like but, i gotta go somewhere else yeah. too many people here yeah. i kind of like that Right. You there's like these two degrees of separation. You if you don't know a person, you know somebody who knows a person, you know, and, and I don't know. I kind of like it. So since the last time we've talked, oh. we've completed 75 hard again. So as soon as we get this thing out, we're gonna be leaning on Andy Frisella and taking him up on his offer. Yeah. To uh come and be a part of the gear. podcast. Uh, let's be clear, I didn't I yeah. did not do 75 yeah. hours. in April guys, completed. Guys did, yeah. <laughs> DT, I really think you should give it a oh, shot, man. man. As soon as Cope brought it up, I told him no. Don't, don't bring it to me. Well, got, he didn't do it either. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I probably had something to do with it. <laughs> so this dude starts his 75 hard and easy. It's in day 30. He's like, this is dumb. I'm already mentally tough. It's so easy. I, I don't are, need already, it. I don't need it. We're like, well, if it's so easy, then continue doing it. Like the whole point is to build some discipline, man. Mm-hmm. But. He's know. weak sauce. He was so many excuses. He's like, no, I need a different program. Like, all right, whatever. So anyways, he started it. He started a whole group text with like 25 people. All it was 19. People, 19 people. And then every time somebody would fail or he was like holding them accountable, he was like kicking them out of the group I, text. And no, no, nothing. Like they would be like, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't drink my water today. He'd be like, boom, they're boom, gone from the thing. Gone. 
Axe man. Yeah, he even on. axed his own fiance out of the group text. <laughs> well, the one that he had at that time. Yeah, that fiance. <laughs> we are talking about Cope. We are talking about our boy Cope. Yeah. That's a that's a different podcast. That's a whole different episode. One day, that's a good one too. Let me see uh, if he's on the list of people. No, yeah, he's yeah. not, but I'm gonna add him oh, right he, now. That's a that you want good t- content to man? ask him some to yeah, we'll we'll bring him on at some point. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh so we that completed that. Yeah. Um, so he two started cycles, at man. That's 19 pretty good. and only three finished. Was it you, you no, two and Carrie? Him. No, it was me, uh, Ted King and Carrie because he started, had to start over at day 30. Yeah. I it, forgot to take a picture, man. So then I went all the way back to day one and I thought about just quitting. I'm like, I'm not going to quit this thing. I'm going all the way through. So by the time it got done, I did like 102 days, but I only took like 101 pictures or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like the picture is a gray area. But that's the man. thing is, it's it's dumb and it's simple. So, but it's inconvenient. So that's you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, true. So hey, you did know, it. You guys know Carrie. Like Carrie kick, did amazing. Yeah, she won I'm the so contest at Orange Theory and everything too. Like yeah, she's yeah. yeah I'm so proud great. of her. She did really great. Yeah, we saw her at um the at the auction. At the auction. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we could talk about cope in the auction too. Again, that's a whole other episode right there. Uh, to, to be fair, let's get him on, and then then yeah. can, at least yeah. he can defend himself. Yeah, he can defend himself about how he like planted people in the crowd to drive up the price, <laughs> so that way he wouldn't like get auctioned off for nothing. And then and then he, he, he hires the auctioneer. Yeah, then he hires so, the auctioneer. Somehow he screwed <laughs> over our boy Joe, who Poor had to Joe. go out on ten, 10 dates. <laughs> <laughs> Did poor, he get those done, by the way? I don't know, man. He said I don't he was know. trying to get one big date going. He said he was trying to see if he oh, could get, like... Oh, that's all bad. You can't do that. You can't do that, man. Around. I'm like, no, man. Hey, these people pay good money. These people pay yeah. good but he's like, but I pay dollars. For ten, he's like, I got to pay for 10 dates. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> hey, I don't think Joe... I think Joe's going to be fine. I think he's going to be just fine, too. I thought it was hilarious. He's on, like, I thought maybe I could get all of them, like, maybe six of them, we could do teppanyaki. <laughs> I was like, nice try, bro. You owe those women each their time. We don't really know. That's true. I guess whoever was at bid, you've got 10 dates to go on. And you might get a stalker like Jared. And you might get a stalker like Jared did. Cope got one. Cope got a stalker. Uh, Yeah. Turned out good for our buddy Brooksy, though. He's been dating. No uh, way. He's Mm -hmm. been dating a person that uh, that bid on him and she wasn't uh, planted in the crowd she legitimately bid on him yeah and they've been dating pretty non-stop ever since then was it another person getting auctioned no no really yeah somebody else so it's been that's awesome yeah that's really cool i did not think that would happen he said that he he called her the next day to make arrangements for the date they went out and they really enjoyed each other's company he's like i didn't he's like she's a pretty girl he's like but i didn't think that you know that that he's like the first time we talked for doc for like an hour and a half he's like i thought we were just setting up a date we had a great time he's like he's like they've been going out almost like every day since then that's really cool so yeah yeah, worked out worked out well for him yeah um i don't know what else is really new since then let's see nothing too crazy with the family yeah just chasing kids around jake's playing baseball that's well, high school baseball started, so that's our whole life right yeah, now. Because yeah, it's, you know, they have games Tuesdays and Thursdays. I was saying, twice a week, right? Twice a week. Yeah. And then last week he had a tournament also. And they have practice every day. And they have to wait till JV is done to have their practices. So they're not done. He's not done until like six thirty. So that's my life. Oh, they really have to wait for JV to be finished up? Yeah, because there's only two fields. 
And yeah, I don't have their own field. So that takes up a little bit of time. What else? Mm-hmm. Caleb's been raising his uh his steers and um we've been keeping him out at Cope's ranch. And he's done a phenomenal job, man. We think the yeah. beef is delicious. Really? Yeah. yeah he's, I, was, I was gonna ask what's what's the purpose behind it all? Is it is there something big yeah. going on? Or? Yeah, so for us during COVID, they weren't doing um, the Zoom thing real well. So we took them out of school and April was homeschooling them. Mm. And we were looking for different ways for them to learn. And they, he and Jake said they wanted to start a business. And I said, I don't know anything about business. Go wash cars or mow lawns or something. And they told Jared, and he's like, why don't you buy some cows and keep them out here? And I can teach you a little bit about business. So they've been going out there. They raise them and they keep the stalls clean and they take care of them. And, um, then, you know, they sell, pre-sell um, the animal. Then when it gets harvested, then people are the owners of it and they buy their buy their beef that way. And so hmm. we buy our beef from them and mm-hmm. it's been, it's been great. So they started it and Caleb wants to call it, so he calls it family farm. It's the family farm. He's got a logo with two F's with the uh, American like flag in the back. Yeah, he wants to yeah. make his own little brand find it and it's been uh and that has the potential to be good. something really cool yeah. so, uh you know it's it's been it's led to some really great conversations um about you know ethics and how you ethically take care of animals and he's the responsibility and the work ethic behind it as well mm-hmm. um learning a little bit about the numbers how to feed them how to take care of them and you know there's just there's no antibiotics, no hormones. They're just, they're cared for well. They're taken care of no stress. And um, they're harvested in the same area where they're they're raised. And um, and it's been delicious. It's yeah. been really, really good. Yeah. That's cool. So, it's been cool. And Caleb's made some friends with some cowboys up in uh, Glenville. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's gone to a couple of their, their brandings and stuff. And they're like, they love him, man. They're like, he is the hardest working kid. He loves this stuff learning to rope yeah they've been teaching them how to rope and they invited them up to their brandings and our kids come up here but they lose interest and they don't work like he's worked all day he can come up here anytime so then they've been coming and checking out his cattle and giving him some advice and they're inviting him up to some brandings again up there and teaching him how to rope a little bit and so he's been he's been learning and he's been school picture he wore his cowboy hat his adidas sweatshirt of course because he loves adidas (laughs) anyways uh and his work um gloves that one of the guys gave him up there <laughs> in a school picture that's yeah. awesome <laughs> yep this is this is his favorite outfit now that's, a, com- he's that's like, a combo right there. yeah right. He's, he's gonna be he's, what are you getting now for a career day it's what he dressed up as so i'm yeah. gonna be i'm gonna be a cattle rancher when i grow up <laughs> all right mm-hmm. i like it hey man he's in a good area for it yeah so it's been good and it's been uh <laughs> the beef has been good he's done a good job so that's been fun taking up some time hanging out with him on that. But, That's cool. How old is he? Uh, 12. Yeah. Very cool, man. So he's been able to do it and been able to make a couple bucks. Nothing, nothing crazy. He's right. been in 12 or 15 months worth of work, you know, so make a couple hundred bucks or something, but it's been, he's earned it. So it's been, no, he looks like he's 15 because he has a mustache. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we crack up at him. I'm like, he's the only kid I know his age that has a mustache and has had one for two years. My brother was like that, man. Yeah. My dad always used to say that he was born with a mustache and a stripe of hair down his back. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, good stuff, man. So that serious. is fine. Yeah, the older two are doing all right, and nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. I know that we um, during the seventy-five hard thing, it kind of forces. We like to read, but it really forces you to read. We had to be disciplined with it, April. So, um, what were you reading right now? Because I know that um, you generally don't read for leisure. Um, your reading always teaches you something to apply in your life. So, oh, well, what, I what were the things you I read, read most recently? Well, I reread that book, Hope When Your Heart Is Breaking. I read it the first time. I was just, uh, that that has a that was a good book though. Yeah, it's an awesome book. Yeah. But I reread it. It's a lot of information. So I reread that one. Um, I read um, what else did I read? The Prodigal Son, but it's um, it's by a priest. You read that the first time, right? No, not this one. This one is, I did the one that called The Tale of Two Sons oh, about okay. the prodigal son. But this one is by a priest, and he saw the painting by Rembrandt that's called The Prodigal Son, and mm-hmm. it intrigued him. So he started doing all this research on the painting and then what it means. Because, you know, you can kind of, everybody can pull something away from this. I read that. That was a little bit different than the other book I read. Um, and then I was reading um, the other book by the same author that Ron Hutchcraft. Ron Hutchcraft, um, yeah. And I can't remember the name of it right now. He's got some good. He's got some good stuff. I read that one too, and um, I really liked it. Um, and there's some points in there where he was talking about. Uh, about different things and, and one of the things it talks about being able to essentially say that God will use your pain if you allow it in certain areas, you know, uh, the the heartbreak and things that he went through. And mm-hmm. that was really, uh, really kind of stuck out to me. So I thought it was um, an inspiring book. How many books during the, that 75 day period, how many books do you get to, can you think you go through? Well, you read 10 pages a day. At so least. it just depends on how big the books are. You ever get caught um, up in it and just yeah. keep reading? That's what I, that's what I meant by yeah. at least because once oh, you I, get started yeah. going, you're gonna you're gonna spend you're gonna read more than ten. Pages. Oh, and I did read his book, the seventy five hard book okay. too, okay. and that one was a super easy super read. Easy it read. really was, but I did read his book too. Um, what was the other book we started reading? Um, what's the guy named John? He's the UFC ref. Oh, Big John McCarthy. John McCarthy. Yeah, we yeah. were reading that book too. I don't yeah, remember what it's book. called. Yeah, but it was, was just his, about his life. That was a cool book. Yeah, it was a cool book. Hmm. Him and his. I mean, that's an interesting career, right? Like, yeah. How do you get? I mean, UFC is so big now, but he's an he's a he's a little From bit like, of an older one of the original, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. he was refing, like you know, when there was is that what you call him? Yeah, the yeah. Ref. ref. Yeah, yeah. So like. Back when they were super small, still, yeah, when they were you know? nothing. That's yeah. who was there when it kind of when the whole thing started. Yeah, I say he was a he was a cop. He was an LAPD cop. Oh no way! But he got really into like martial arts stuff, and then just happened to be there at the ground floor of things and wow. helped write some and develop some of the rules. And yeah, it was a really interesting book. So I thought that was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I had no idea he came yeah. from from that kind of background. A lot of the book has a lot to do with his dad. There's a lot of information about his dad and their relationship in that book. That's a meet and spend a little bit of time talking with his dad. His dad's kind of a, a legendary uh, legendary SWAT cop. Mm. And so through just different stuff we get to do through um, Cato, 
I've got to meet him and read his book and listen to him speak and talk to him a few times. And that's cool. Kind of guy. brings that book yeah. like full circle. That's pretty. Yeah. Sweet. yeah. That, that sounds cool pretty book. cool. So yeah, it was kind of nice to get to, to read through it. How are you feeling right now? You know, you're always, sometimes you have some health challenges. Mm. How are you feeling? I'm okay. I'm okay. Not too bad right now? Not too bad. I've been worse. I've been better. Like, it is what it is. It's not like it's going to go away. So you dealt with whatever the day brings. Tell us about that. What do you have? Oh, Lord. Um, well, uh, I have rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, I have vasculitis. Um, trigeminal neuralgia. Uh, my Epstein bar activates a lot. Um, and then I have the diverticulitis and most of those things all go, uh, intertwine with the rheumatoid arthritis because it's just inflammation. Basically you have inflammation in your body and your organs, body attacks itself. So then once you get one autoimmune disease, it brings on, that's the same thing. The vasculitis is your veins attacking themselves. The Epstein bar, I mean, the Epstein is uh Yeah, can you explain bar. that? It's a, a lot of people probably don't know what that is. Epstein bar? Mm -hmm. It's like a, it would, I guess you would call it like a chronic fatigue mm. thing. And they say a lot of people actually have it, but actually it's like you're just a carrier. You don't really, it doesn't activate. And some people have where it's like, hey, you get it and it activates and you're really tired and then it goes away and you never have it again. Mm. Maybe because of the autoimmune stuff, mine seems to do that quite often. Uh, a trigeminal neuralgia is, uh, um, it's a nerve in your face and the, the nerve is three pronged in your face and it just miss basically misfires. Hmm. There's like, I don't, there's no like technically an explanation. Sometimes it's like a nerve, like can be touching. So you have a, a vein that can be touching a nerve in your face or something like that. Uh, I don't, I don't have that. There's no rhyme or reason. And it literally just happens whenever it feels like happening. Wow. And then you just have to take medicine for it till it calms down. That's... Or you can't have it that nerve clipped, but you also run the risk of your face could be paralyzed. Yeah, yeah I, was gonna I say ain't done with that. No, like, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, you know, I know a, a woman that she had a minor stroke when she was giving birth. Mm -hmm. And so her nerves on one side of her face, they're just, yeah. unfortunately, they're just dead. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, she deals with that. That's, that sucks, man. I mean, right. Super uncommon. So, like, totally. Yeah. It just misfires. It's extremely painful. Um, I take, it's an anti-seizure medicine. It's a nerve mm, medicine mm -hmm, that I take mm -hmm. all the time. And when it happens, you just have to take, just keep taking it until it calms it down. So is this all, is this like a hereditary thing or? No. Um, well like, okay. So like the diverticulitis, I think Caleb was one when we found out I had it first, they were like, Oh, you probably have appendicitis or something. And then they found out because they were like, Hey, you're really young to have that because mm -hmm. most of the time they find it in older people. And I dealt with that for a few years. And then we just kept going to doctor after doctor because it was like, I was always tired or, uh, I just had all this weird pain, you know, my joints would hurt, um, all the time. And so, it was my chiropractor one day that was like, Hey, I think you should see a rheumatologist because you come in here and you're like bent over and you can't hardly move and everything hurts. And he's like, and I crack you and we try to get you moving. He's like, but skeletally there's nothing wrong. Mm. Um, and so I was like, okay. And we went to this doc rheumatologist and he did all these tests and he was like, yeah, you have rheumatoid arthritis. And I was like, 
thank you, Lord, because I was starting to think it was in my head. Right. Not that I wanted to have that, just somebody tell me. Well, at least you have a path now. Like, yes. No, yeah. like, okay, well, more so I thought I maybe I'm just a serious hypochondriac. Like someone needs to give me some kind of medication because I have an issue. <laughs> a lot of people deal with that, though. Yeah. So yeah, especially yeah. when you go to the doctors and keep telling them something's wrong and they can't really and they're like, there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong. wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly, there, I have a story about that, but I hear yes, that happens to so many people. I do too. And it's really unfortunate, man, because some bad things happen after right. that. Well, I, I asked him that and he's like, well, my rheumatologist, like, why did my regular doctor not find this? And he was like, because they're not doing the right test. He's like, they do one test that is uh, for like that to see if you have anything that's autoimmune, your regular doctor does. He's like, there's a whole gamut of, uh, genetic and test different kind of tests that they can do, but mm. he's like, they don't, they're not special. They don't specialize in that. So they don't do it. He's like, so, um, and then I thought, well, well am I super young to have it? And he's like, no, he's like, that's, and, I, and now I can track all the way back to, uh, even like eighth grade Wow. of like, I kept having issues with my knee and they kept putting me in a, like a, like a brace, right? And I'd have to wear the brace for six weeks and then my knees would stop bothering me. But they were like, we can't find anything wrong with your knee, but we could tell you're in pain. Or even like when I was 21, I was pregnant with Xander. I broke out in this weird rash all over my legs. And the doctor was like, I think you're allergic to cotton. Well, <laughs> no, it was the vasculitis. But right, there's no reason why you would think I'd have vasculitis at 20. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, you can you can backtrack those things. And he's my doctor was like, no, I mean, I have you know, patients that are 20 years old and most of it, it goes back to inflammation, even the diverticulitis, that's, you know, inflammation in your intestines. That's what causes that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just what it is. And I mean, what do you get up and do the best you can every day with what it is? I mean, you don't get to quit just cause there's some pain. Now with the, um, rheumatoid arthritis and the diverticulitis, how does your celiac stuff fit into all that? Well, I mean, there are some doctors that say you could trace that back all the way, all of it back to celiac because, you know, celiac damages your uh, upper velae in your stomach and that then you're not getting the proper nutrition because your body doesn't absorb it the way it should. And that's what causes things. Um, I don't know. I know per my rheumatologist, he's like, I don't think the celiac has anything to do with that. Mm -hmm. um, he's like, what you have rheumatoid arthritis, you have a blood disease. It has zero to do with that. Again, I don't know, but they say once you have one autoimmune disease, you have end up having five or six because you're again an autoimmune disease, your body attacking itself. So once it starts attacking one thing, now that leads to something else. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I don't know. It's hard. I always feel like I wish you could have one doctor that like talked to all the other doctors and then was like an expert in all of it and then was like, okay, this is our plan, but it just, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. You're like, so I have five doctors, you know, I have, and they're all telling me to do things for their thing, but sometimes that doesn't work out for the other parts. And I mean, you just. It's know. really mind blowing that they don't, there's not some kind of system where they can't get together and just come up with a plan. Yeah, like, why don't you guys have a meeting? But I also, I mean, I did learn in going to doctors in other cities that we don't have enough here in Bakersfield mm. because um, cities like LA, like they have this, this huge amount of, do of doctors to pick from, but per capita, we really don't have as many to pick from here. I see. And plus once doctors here, 
do a specialty, they usually move somewhere else. You know, if you're going to a specialty, you go to UCLA, you go to these different clinics or whatever, and they're usually in the bigger cities. Mm -hmm. So since then, he said a lot of the doctors here, they refer out so much that they don't acquire the expertise that they need in those areas. Gotcha. That makes sense. I would think that it's probably, it's difficult, it's inexact to like, you break an arm, you can see it, you know it, you know how to fix it. You know, you need to have surgery, you know what to cut on. And this is one of those areas when you're talking about nerves and joints and your body attacking itself in weird ways. I would imagine that would be difficult to. Yeah, because your body's not supposed to attack. I mean, they always say that like, oh, you can't hurt yourself unless there's really a mental issue. So they're really, your body's not supposed to. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it does come back back to, you know, it's an inflammation-based diseases and then like even celiac you know gluten and sugar and all that they say causes inflammation so then it's kind of this two-pronged thing of i'm but i'm what are you gonna do do the best you can you eat the best you can what have uh you know i've seen you really i'm seeing you in and out of the hospital have you been to UCLA, been to USC, been to all sorts of places. Every doctor there is there, and I've seen you hurting, and I've seen you power through things. What do you think? Uh, what do you think you've learned the most through all this? Because really, it's probably been maybe the last ten years or so that you've really. It's kind of accelerated. Uh, it it got really, it got, it started when I had, after I had Caleb. Yeah. So he's 12. So about 10 years or so. Yeah. That I've learned. Oh, um, well, I do know that it required me to slow down in life because, um, well, our life has always been very busy. Uh, and some days I'm like, I'm not sure how I used to do it all. Obviously I'm older now than I was then. Um, but it required me to slow down. Like it wasn't an option. And uh, I think our life was super busy and probably too busy and just making me, you know, uh, come to terms with that. It's okay not to do anything. Uh, we have this thing like in my head anyways, I'm always needs to be doing anything, you know, just sitting around watching TV or not doing anything is not being productive. And I, I have a hard time with that. Uh, but it requires that I don't have, I don't have the option, you know, some days, I have to not do nothing if I want to be able to do something the next day. Um, and maybe that helps you provide a little more grace for other people, you know, um, you, and you never know, like most people don't have a clue that I have any of these issues because I, not like I go, hi, my name is April. Let me tell you what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe not to be so judgmental of other people, you know, I don't know what they have going on. I don't know, um, what they deal with on a daily basis, mentally physically like you know it's it's not it's not like it's fun but most people don't show up and announce it to everybody and I'm sure there are some people that milk things but also you know we only get to do this life one time uh so it's okay to slow down to enjoy it to give yourself a little time to not uh always be so consumed with the doing yeah, I've seen you have to manage yourself and your mm-hmm. day a little more than normal. You've always been kind of a goer and mm-hmm. 
athletic and doing things and I've seen you have to kind of manage your day, manage mm-hmm. your time, manage your exertion levels and go, I just don't have it today and I'm going to lay low or I'm right. sleeping in or I'm going to bed or I'm not, I'm not doing anything and just sit here. And so since you've gotten a little more comfortable with that mm-hmm. and managing that, I, it's, um, that seems like it's something that you've been through. I think we've learned a lot too about um, food and especially celiac stuff and gluten things like I know these last couple of years like you see gluten free on everything but this was like years before you started seeing oh, yeah. mm-hmm. gluten free on packages it was kind of a thing and I remember at first thinking how does this even make sense as humans we've been eating you know wheat for thousands of years but we've learned how genetically modified food is these days yes. and that the wheat that we eat today and those type of things are significantly different but it's not like one of those things where you're just like, I would prefer to not eat that. When you eat it, you end up in a hospital. Right. So seeing that it's, it's learned, we've learned a lot of different stuff about food and, and uh, that's been kind of an interesting journey too. Yeah, it is. It's interesting um, to just realize how much nutrition we don't have in our food nowadays. Um and it's not just wheat, but, you know, and trying to figure out what you can and can't eat. And, but thank God there's things that are gluten-free now that right. don't taste so bad. Because, I mean, when it first, when I first had it, I was like, everything tastes like cardboard. I am a foodie. This is not okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the other part is that even though things are gluten-free, um, a lot of times they have a lot of other things in them to make up, to help it taste better. Mm-hmm. So, it might have a lot of sugar or something else processed in it. So, I mean, sometimes it doesn't mean it's healthier. It just means it doesn't have gluten in it. Right. Um, I don't know. It's a little bit of a challenge. You know, uh, there's times we go places, we go out of town. And I do know when we go out of town, even if I'm eating what I think is gluten-free when you're eating out, it doesn't really mean it is. Or it didn't get cross-contaminated, and then all of a sudden we're out of town, and I'm like, and I'm down today. Yeah. Like, we're done. Yeah. Whatever it is, I'm not going anywhere. Right. Uh, so those things are challenges, but I'm. it's not like I'm the only one who has those challenges. Um, in fact, I know more and more people. But again, I think it is because our food doesn't have the nutrition. And I think our bodies were only made to process, you know, certain things. Uh, and now we have all this stuff, and there's just life is super fast. So we have more and more that we're just – eating that is supposed to be because you know to be convenient for life yeah so i was gonna say with with having children it's probably throwing a kind of a wrench in your norm Mm -hmm. i mean it's you know kids go to their friend's house and they're they've got whatever they want to eat junk food sugar whatever and then you know maybe at your house it's a little different because you know you've got stuff you're dealing with so you try to limit the diet there um, I, yeah. I imagine that's kind of challenging at some time, you know, yeah. at some point. Yeah, not as much just in, in the sense that April's has her dietary restrictions, but the boys still eat a lot of junk food. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> in that I don't, I don't make everybody else in our family eat the way that I have to eat. Right. Um, I think Brent would die if he was unable to eat bread. He tried it one time. How many days did you last? Like two days, no, yeah, maybe. Like two days. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do that too. And then like two days later, I think I saw him taking a bath and bread. Like he was just like, oh, I missed you. <laughs> so 75 hard, no bread? 
I did bread with 75 hard. You just can make your own diet, right? I didn't, yeah. And mine was just no sweets. Sweets is his thing, though. So it's incredible how bad sugar is for you. Yes, it's horrible for you. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but it's super good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my my wife, she's she's the worst with the sweets, man. Like eight thirty nine o'clock. That's when I start grazing too. Uh, That was the hardest part. I was like, I just got to go to bed because I I can eat decent throughout the day, even if I have you know piece of bread or something. Nothing crazy, really. But at night, I'm grazing, man. I'm grazing. I'm yeah, but it's it's not even that. I think he's even hungry. Like last night, we go to dinner, we eat dinner, we get home, but. My dad had made uh, garlic bread for Jake because Jake loves garlic bread. And mm-hmm. like he walks in and I had Adria text me and said, Mom, uh, I told the boys to put the food away because dad's coming home. She didn't <laughs> want him to eat it. And I was like, your dad's full. Like he had dinner and dessert. He's not going to eat anything. Walk in like two seconds later, look over. He's eating French bread. And then he was going to get another piece and I just wrapped it up, put it in the fridge. It happened. <laughs> I don't even know why. I know. Just <laughs> he's all. Start grazing a little bit. Yeah. And then you'll uh-huh. look over and he's like, I'll be like, I think we're going to bed. And I'll look in there and he's like eating part of a muffin. And I'm like, we're going to bed. And he's like, I know. Like, are you even hungry? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no discipline. Like, no discipline. <laughs> like, why? Don't even tell me you were bored because we're going to bed. I'm right? telling you. Yeah. That's why I woke up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Last <laughs> night. Because like, you were eating. woke me up out of sleep. I'm like, Oh my god, that's my when it's pretty bad. So man. bad. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I'd been I'd been eating pretty good for the last hundred Yeah, your body days. said no. No. Yeah, I should learn my lesson. You yeah, won't. It's not it, it's not it. I mean, the world doesn't make it easy to eat healthy either. Yeah. It's you know, there's no, and challenges it's super expensive. In yeah. Yeah. That yeah, that's one of the challenges is that you want to eat better, but it's a little, you know, a little more pricey. I guess you find something to cut out and then go that route, yeah. but well, it's not like I don't waste, we don't waste money on other things. So, you know, if it's important, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. But I just find it's hard, even when we're trying to eat really healthy, um, it's hard because everyone in our house eats everything. So if I make dinner, it doesn't matter how much I make of it. You would think, oh, we have leftovers. No, we don't. So it doesn't matter how healthy it is. It's going to be gone. And then you're going to have to cook the next night. And I'm, sometimes <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to cook seven days a week. Why can't you guys just eat a little bit less? How about that? Growing boys, man. Growing boys. Is that what it is? Yep. Growing boys. I yeah. mean, how long, how many generations has that been a, a saying? Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. You know, Which funny. is true. Okay. Our boys eat yeah, a ridiculous yeah. amount, yeah. but it's not only the boys. <laughs> Cause of course, I don't know lately. Cause you know, it's spring break. So the boys are staying up a little bit later. Right. We go to bed and I can hear Caleb and they're getting cereal. And I'm like, what time is it? Cause it's like, clink, clink, clink. 11. Yeah. Yeah. Get up in the morning. And I was like, the other morning, it was like three in the morning. I go in there and I was like, our whole house smells like toast. Now he's already in bed, but that means after we went to bed, he was in there making toast. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, those are good days, man. They are good days. Those are good memories. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Good memories. Yeah. Good memories like doing uh, podcast interviews. Yeah, man. This is fun stuff. This is fun stuff. What do you think? um, Who do you think we should have? As as our uh, first guests, Ugh, like the, our we, first guest, yeah, to interview. Who should we? Who should be our first guest to interview? I mean, we talked about the possibility of Cope, but I don't know that that's like I first, don't think guest he's in first guest material. Like first no. guest has to be kind of a big deal. Oh god, we talked about Andy Frisella. 
Yeah. I don't know that he's even first guest material. Hmm. What are you know. thinking about? I don't. I think it should be somebody who's funny. Ooh, funny would be nice. Miss nice. Marty is funny. Miss Marty would be a good one. Uh, yeah. Yep. Steve. Pastor Marty. Yeah, Stephen Marty. She is hilarious. Yeah, I think she's great. Yeah, her that'd, and Brant like that'd be a pretty hit good off one. each other, and they crack me up. Hmm. She'd be a pretty good one. You know whose um, podcasts I've been listening to that um, I think are really kind of inspiring from a family standpoint is um, Dave and Ann Wilson. We listened to their podcast family life today. Oh hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I really like them. Yeah, I did too. Never met them. Never talked to them. Well, obviously you're like, them. I really like them. Like mm, you like their podcast. Yeah. I really like them. Kind of interesting to me too. Yeah. Might be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. So they're local. No, no I, I was like, this so. is like big time. stuff he's talking about. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard of that podcast. Yeah. So. No, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's like a marriage and parenting podcast I listen to. And that probably gets a ton of listens. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just yeah. for the just for the entertainment portion of it. Yes, it's um I don't know. We'll have to give that some thought. Mm-hmm. Figure that mm-hmm. out. So I saw you guys at the uh the auction. Yep. Yes. Um I mean this is date night conversations. Has there been any cool date nights um that we need to hear about recently? Gosh, we've not have we even done date night since yeah. you got done? Well, I know you guys are always busy. On yeah. The weekends, yeah, we so. haven't done much. Uh, I haven't done much date night stuff. That's I haven't. Part, part of like part of uh, part of this is why we needed to get out and spend right. some time together. Yeah, I we think. Really and haven't. then here in a couple of weeks, we're gonna help Adri move. We're gonna take her to school, and we were just talking on the way over here about spending an extra couple of days together. Yeah, um, that's we're gonna a great check idea. Out, um, we're gonna check out. I'd, I'd like for us to check out. Um, Zion oh, National man. Park. Yeah, I, I was gonna. Utah. I was gonna say yeah. It's so, probably one to, to to check out. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Um, I, told, I told her when we were coming over here. Two different people happened to tell me that today, oh, and really? we're gonna be driving through it, near it, around it. So I think we might like to do that in the next couple yeah. of weeks. Right on. Because we have to help her move anyways. So yeah, we haven't really. I mean, oh, she might be a good first guest. Who? Adri. Oh, well, yeah, because we need to have her on here before she is leaves. She the one, she is she the one that uh, she, she was there, there with you? Yeah, she was she there. Was at the, both at our the kids were older yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. Were there but us. you brought her to, uh, you dropped off some a gift for me, a Christmas yes, gift. Yes, that's her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, tried, he, tried, he called me and was like, hey, uh, are you home? What's your address? He's trying to sneak <laughs> over a, to sneak over a gift, you're like, man. why do you want to know where I live, yeah. man? And then DT's like, no, you can't give me a gift and me not give you a gift. Yeah, I was like, no, yeah. bro, it doesn't work yeah. that way. And it actually does work that because that's how I feel too. If somebody tries to give me a gift, I feel very uncomfortable if I don't have a gift for them oh, too. Yeah. Yeah, and April's like, it's it's okay that you don't have to give somebody a gift in return because they gave you something. Like, no, they gave us something. I have to give them something. That's just so a that's what feeling, that's what man. DT did. So he found some bottle of wine. He's like, no, here you got to take this with you. I know. And I was like, uh, no, that's uh, it. Wasn't just some bottle of wine. That's a good, right. bottle. good yeah. bottle of yeah. wine. Bottle. No, it was a great bottle of wine. But DT, like, you, no. didn't, you didn't buy that bottle of wine. Like, here I'm going to get this for Brent. And I April. did it. I did it. No, yeah. I didn't. But, but it's okay because we enjoyed the bottle of wine. We're like, hey, DT got us this I, bottle of wine. I knew as <laughs> man. I knew as soon as you. T- text me what's your address man i was like nah this isn't happening man <laughs> i had to tell him that too someone brought something for us i don't even remember what it was and he's like i i gotta get them something and i was like no you don't 
Like, no, that's that defeats the purpose of a gift. Like a gift, it's a thought of someone else. They don't have to stop and, you know, like they're defeating this. No, like I'm going to have a thought of someone. I'm not doing it because I want them to turn around and consciously like have a thought of me. And right. I'm okay exactly right. without yeah. that yeah. because I would always be okay if, if I gave something to someone. I don't want them to have feel like that. So well, yeah, I know when, when you're the giver, man, you're like, but I would think that everyone is the giver. When you're, the, when you're, the would does, when you're yeah. receiving gifts, yeah. you're like, you, you feel bad, man. No, but it defeats a purpose. But I think people so are general a, uncomfortable. GTD, I feel better. So I know, but I better. think people are uncomfortable with that. I think people just become uncomfortable with like this obligation and I, it's wrong. You shouldn't be. It's okay to, it's be the same to me. It's the same thing as like becoming comfortable with uh, receiving a compliment. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I get super uncomfortable when people, I don't know what to say and I've had to make a conscious effort. If someone says to, you look nice, or I don't know, I like your smile, or I think you're beautiful of just being able to say, okay, and taking it because, you know, it's a nice thing and it's okay to just do that mm -hmm. as opposed to like, we're supposed to think like, Oh no, I'm not. No, that's silly. Just say, okay. And thank See, that's you. Why when people say anything nice, I get uncomfortable too. Nobody's saying you, nothing nice to you. Not to me. You said about, about the boy. You're like, you said, why are you, when people say something about the kids, you always. You get uncomfortable. You say something bad like, about them. Well, he just, I just feel like he downplays it. Like, oh, your kid, I love him. He's a great kid. And then he's like, well, I don't know. You should live with them or something. And you're yeah, like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're great kids, but you just get uncomfortable. It's not, not a competition. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a humble mentality. I feel like, you know, trying to. I feel like it is. But if someone's telling you that. You're not, you don't have to, def, like, you don't have to worry about your ego, right? right? It's not like you were out seeking you for the You were asking yeah. for it. Yeah. And it's okay to just say, well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's, I know it's a what lesson if, learned, but. What if I was asking for, like, do you like my smile? <laughs> and I would tell you, yes, you have a lovely smile. No, you wouldn't. You'd say, no, I don't. Because you like talking trash. I wouldn't say that. She does come off as, like, trash, trash talker. talker total. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Total trash talker. I, I love can't it. help it. It's one of my favorite things about it. That's awesome, man. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about it. I do it. talk a lot of trash. Hey, that's hey, that you have to have that, man. Have a good relationship, yeah. you know. Well, it's in our whole household. Like oh, yeah. all of us. All of us. Like Yeah. I don't know. That maybe that's why people aren't gonna want to come over, man. They're gonna come over and <laughs> I'm okay like, with it. Have some thick skin if you walk in the door because yeah. somebody's gonna make fun of you about something. <laughs> talk trash to you about something. I feel I feel uncomfortable like when I go to someone's house and it's not like that. Cause like yeah, you're I, like I grew up the same way. I had two brothers, a sister in right. the house. So, you know, my dad's a freaking joker. So it's same. That's that's the way to be. Yeah. Our friend uh our friend uh Ali was inviting um our friend doc to come to come over and he's like hey he's very nice very nice guy but please be on your best behavior <laughs> he's telling he's you a guys doctor this? Yeah. and yes. so doc walks in and he's wearing the most god-awful shirt i've ever seen in my life and it's this long sleeve dress shirt with all these multicolors. super expensive shirt and we also. walk in and we're like that is the ugliest shirt i've ever seen in my life like <laughs> who wears a shirt like this and he's like uh Nice. This shirt's expensive. Like, well, then you clearly overpaid for That's that thing because man. that shirt is atrocious. It's hideous. And he's like, I feel strangely at home. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, that's cool. You take it, you take it the right way. Right. Yeah, awesome. He's still our friend, I think. Yeah. So. I'm like, I don't know. We haven't heard from him in a little while. Yeah, that's Maybe true. that's why. <laughs> if he hears this, he's like, I love that shirt. That's funny, man. Well, I don't know. We're always like, if we don't mess with you, that means we don't really like you that that's much. That's right. Yeah. 
And yeah. we mess with the people we love, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always felt bad for my my sister's boyfriend she'd bring around. And I could tell immediately. I'd look at my dad and if he's quiet, man, I'm like, oh, it's over. It's not, shit. We'll never see this dude again. <laughs> you know? And then finally there's, you know, he starts joking around with one of them and you're like, okay, this guy might be around for a little while. But <laughs> that was like the barometer to, to measure if. Because everybody's <laughs> looking at dad's face. Those guys are going to be around a while. Oh, uh, that's funny. Yes. Yeah, it was funny, man. Oh, good times. Well, it's and a good conversation. No, no, uh, no dating stories for your daughter, man. You don't have to share too much. Oh, but. geez. You know, she brought a, uh, this guy home for Thanksgiving and we tore into him. He got, he got lit up and, um, he's gone already. So yeah. no big deal. <laughs> I think maybe that's the trick, man. You know, like I, I, I am, I get a little nervous. I got a daughter, you know, it's going to happen mm-hmm. to me eventually, mm-hmm. but, uh, I guess it's just like, don't make it a big deal and it'll work itself out, you know? Yeah. I mean, first of all, once they're this age, you're not going to listen to anything you say that's anyways. Yeah, I mean, they listen, but they don't do any of it. So they learn the hard way. Um, I don't remember this story, but Adri, she came home a couple months ago and said she saw this guy and she was talking to him. And he told her that he came to the house in high school. Oh, I remember. And that I answered the door and he and you know i was like yes he's like was well, adri here yes and i talk to her can <laughs> i come in I'm like i don't know and i shut the door and i was like adri there's some guy at the front door for you and i don't even he's, remember being I, rude yes like i remember that. and it was just like a what like a date it wasn't like they were dating you know mm-hmm. they were just going out and yeah, I remember because I was like, babe, that was super rude. And you were like, I don't got to be nice to this guy. I don't know who the hell he is. <laughs> I, I, don't want him to, I don't want him to think I'm nice. Yeah, because I, yeah, I remember him saying like, your dad's scary. That's what he told her. There you go. Because you, you were so like, it. what? And, and then and he just slams the door. The door. And then bam. <laughs> he was like, Adri. And she's like, dad. And the guy was just standing there. You could tell he like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I just laughed. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, she. We'll see. She's still, she's yes. still searching, trying to find, find the right guy. And uh, you know what? We want her to, trying to raise a strong and confident girl. Mm-hmm. We want her mm-hmm. to um, be independent and to take care of herself. So right now, I'd really like it if she would finish school and get her career started before she tries to find. That's a that's a tough there. tough so, age for her to navigate through that yeah. too. It's a tough age and it's easy to say like, "Hey, don't do anything. I'd like you to go to school and like get your degree and then and then worry about dating." That's super easy to say. I don't know that many people that yeah. are that disciplined to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's not without the way life works. You know, without dating or someone. I mean, it just I just feel like it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. That people go, all right. Well, now I got my, uh, you know, my life on. Now I'm gonna, now mm-hmm. I'm gonna find someone. Mm-hmm. I don't think that happens very often. No. All right. Well, we got some things to work on. Some team. Some things to think through. Who we're gonna talk yeah. to next, and what we're gonna do. We're but about, I think, I think, I think we talked about this the other time we did it, um, when we were talking about. We were walking one day, and you said something. We were talking about closure. Remember, we were talking about closure. Mm-hmm. Something that we need to. That we need to discuss on the show. Uh yeah. Like a closure, people um, that we need to like maybe do some research on and uh, even leave it like, you know, I like listening to these murder podcasts, Uh you know, every time they 
they talk a lot about closure, like, oh, I need closure. People in relationships, I need closure. People I think have it's, death. It's real. Closure. I don't think mm-hmm. real closure you don't, you don't, is a real, real thing. Absolutely not. No? no. We we talked about this. I think people need it. I just think it doesn't exist. Hmm. Um, because whatever you need closure from has already happened and it doesn't change it. So, I just think, I, so let's talk about Terry. So my friend Terry, she had her son and his fiance died in a horrific car accident and it was mm. unexpected and she has no other children. Wow. And uh, it just has broken her her whole life, her oh, heart, yeah, her life. And she has a granddaughter that now and that she uh, takes care of. Yeah. And how do you get closure from that? I, 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 that's what I was just going to mention. I think it depends on the situation. Death mm-hmm. obviously is one that's, it's an end all type thing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I was, I guess I was thinking more so like relationship wise. Yeah. Even relationship wise. I mean, I think of it, I, I go off my own personal experience of um, being abused and um, to say, well, I need closure from that relationship that someone did these horrible things to me. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you get that? Because it already happened. Right. You already had the trauma happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think closure doesn't happen. I think learning to live with it happens. I think learning to... Uh, deal with your emotions, deal with what happened, uh, try to do something good with it because I think that God can do, you know, make good out of anything. Yeah. Well, what, um, what did you say in the beginning, Brett? Uh, Brett, oh, you said God uses your, it can use your pain. pain right. Yeah. yeah. Use yeah. your pain. So I think, you know, the Bible says that God can make good out of anything. And um, so I think that that, but I still think that if you have any kind of a, situation where you've had any kind of grief or trauma to stop and say like if you talked about it again that it doesn't you don't feel any twinge or any how could someone have done that Mm. i don't think that exists maybe it's maybe i'm thinking like something that ends suddenly and you got no explanation i mean you're you're right but i think like this like when someone's hurt you is it it ever going to have be a good enough explanation because i can just think of like even a simple relationship done and someone's done with you and they leave and you're like, well, I don't have any closure. Well, if they came to you and said like, I don't have a reason. I just don't like you anymore. Then you're like, well, how I mean, do I get closure from that? I guess it depends on the person, but to me, I'd be fine with it. Like, yeah. I, I guess but if I, it was a, be able to move on. You're like, yeah, I'm done. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, obviously there's levels to relationships, right? But right. if it was a casual dating, it wouldn't be that big a deal. Yeah, right. Yeah, Maybe yeah. if it was your, wife that did that that would be a little bit much bigger oh yeah um i don't know that you get what i would call closure where it where it closes it up and puts it away i think more like you learn how to live and learn from whatever that grief was mm-hmm. and then figure out how you're going to move on how you move on from it right because it doesn't go away anything any kind of you could anybody who's had any kind of trauma or grief will tell you that it doesn't go away you just learn how to live with it. Uh, yeah, and I think most of us that have dealt with it make it a positive part of our life. Right. Yeah. And there's some that a trick right there to figure out how you can right how you can make it a positive part, maybe how you can learn from it, how you can grow from it, how you can move on, how you right. can live with it and not let it break you, destroy you, make you angry, lead to other abuse or negative behaviors and Right. I just think closure is the wrong word. 
I feel like it's, and it's tossed around super easy. Like, mm-hmm. well, you need closure from that. Well, there's some things you don't get to close. They just are. You choose to live in them or you choose to continue living. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I do remember talking about that. Those are interesting. I, I thought mean, it was an interesting topic. It was an interesting subject of because I think it's used so easy. Like, oh, I just need some closure. Like, if they would just tell me what you know what I did wrong, right. and I could just feel like I could have closure and move on. Like, oh, okay, super. So then, if they tell you what you did wrong, and then you're like, wait, I didn't really do anything wrong. Well, now, now you just feel worse about yourself. <laughs> and sometimes that happens, but I don't know that it puts it. A, it closes it. Hmm. I just don't think that that's how it works. I think um, maybe there's. You should get more credit as a person for getting past it instead yeah, of just mm-hmm. saving, saying, oh, I just need closure. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. more of like an accomplishment as a person, right? To Well, I think a lot of things are choices, just like, you know, we talk about love, being in love. That's a choice. Uh, being happy. I think it's a choice. Um, and I think, again, the same thing, moving on from something. I still think it's choice. Now, some things take a lot of work. And I'm saying it's just so you like get up one day and I just choose. But I still think it's like. You still choose, right? I mean, I still choose every day to be happy whether my body hurts or not. Mm-hmm. Or, you mm-hmm. know, I still choose to live this life and not just lay in a bed and take medicine every day. Yeah. I, you know, I choose to make an effort to stay in love with my husband. I choose to not be sad. I choose to be happy. And I still think those things like I choose to whatever the horrible trauma is to get up today and continue living because we only get to do this one time. So. That's a great mentality. And I think have. to your point, DT, that's, that is, there's some credit that, that goes to the person that can, that can get past that. And how is it that people can grow that and do that? And I mean, that's, I think it's a big dividing line from people that can move on. Yeah. Continue to continue to grow and continue to improve and, lead a lead a good happy life and and like to not be broken and bitter and angry yep or or get destroyed so yeah interesting stuff yeah definitely get some things to think about for what we want to talk about next time i like it i like it well thanks for having us I'm happy you guys are here. Yeah, I'm just bummed we missed out on tacos this time. But dang, we didn't do the tacos this time. We'll make it happen next time. I just want to say, I left when I left the pool with the girls. I was like, "Ooh, maybe we're getting tacos." I forgot. (laughs) And like, nope, no tacos. Damn it! I forgot, man. I totally dropped the ball. No, it's not on you. I dropped the taco. Totally is you. It is me. Yes, it's him. Yeah, you got to accept responsibility for this. Yes. Next time, DT. My excuse is I didn't know if he had relapsed on his 75 day hard. So I didn't, <laughs> you didn't want to be. I didn't, didn't want to mess guy. him up. I already, already almost ruined Carrie's. I probably had a lot to do with Cope. Well, I'm definitely glad we had you guys back. I always love when you guys come in and we have some really, really good content. Even like, even like today, a day where it was kind of, uh, wasn't really planned as yeah. far as the content goes, but some really good stuff. Right, because I think he just thought we were doing the intro, so we were like, who knows what we're talking about today. That's good stuff. Yeah, no, no doubt. All right. Well, next till next time. Yep, we will catch you guys next time.